Um, great, yeah. Um, so it's towards the end of the summer and school is like starting soon. So um, my school actually starts tomorrow. What about you? Oh, mine starts on Tuesday for some reason. We have this weird schedule for the first two days. And I don't know, I die hate school, but, you know, I still have some subjects I'm really interested in. How about you? Um, I am excited for um, math class. Oh, are you? You know, to be honest, I think I'm more, you know, interested in history class. So, like, oh, nice. A history class. Yeah, talking about history class, I was like, I was just wondering, do you know anything about like the Xinjiang Uyghur and Japanese American internment camps? Um, I've heard of the topics before, but I never really like dive deep into the subject until, um, like I've heard about the Japanese internment while we were like learning about World War Two. When I back in middle school and we briefly talked about it, but we didn't dive deep into it. But then for the um Xinjiang Uyghurs, um that issue actually like came up. Um it was like a big uh is a big news in here, especially um we're in Shanghai. So we hear about it a lot on the news and media and all that. So I got curious and kind of like looked at some news and then like got to understand a little bit about it but yeah all right so you only learned some of the japanese internment camps like in middle school yeah because um there was like a unit in social studies where we were learning about the world war ii and so um like we learned that like the Japanese bombed the Pearl Harbors, and then the U.S. just like, um, started taking people into camps. Cause yeah. like, it's so different. Cause like, to be honest, I don't even think we learned about it until like a little bit into our, our freshman year Asian history class, and we only learned about it for like half a class. It was kind of sad. It was. I think we just talked about it for like 30 minutes. Teachers were like, oh, the Americans made some mistakes and stuff, but let's move on to the Tiananmen Square. And I'm just like, what? Like, oh. we just skipped this whole part. It's crazy. So they like briefly mentioned it, but it wasn't in the textbook or? It was not. We didn't even have a textbook for Asian history. That's the craziest thing ever. Yeah, same. I remember we learned it in our, we also had Asian history in our freshman year, and um, we just, we also didn't have a textbook. It's just, like, teacher having a PowerPoint uh, up, and then just, like, talk about whatever um, topic that the teacher brings up. Yeah. That's funny. My teacher did not have a presentation. It was just, she made her own little tiny textbook. It was, like, I don't know, it was tiny. And it was like a little diary where we had to like annotate and stuff. I remember so vividly, like the Japanese, talking about the Japanese internment camp, it was so short. We barely had a primary source and stuff. So yeah, it's kind of sad. And like, you did say you did some research on it, right? Yeah. Oh, do you want to talk more about like what you found out? Um, The most surprising thing that I found out was that um 
when the Americans were taking the Japanese into the internment camps, they didn't just take people who are, they didn't just like take like pure Japanese. They also took like people who were like maybe second or third generations that are like almost not related to Japan anymore, but they still have like that tiny bit of bloodline. So they would take like whatever people that have like any slight chance of being Japanese and put them into the camp. So I find that to be really cruel and yeah, shocking. What about Do you, you think it was fair? Do you think it was fair for like those Japanese Americans that were born in America? So like they were born in America, they lived there their whole life. They were just taken away from that camp. Do you think that was fair? Yeah, like I find it to be really unfair because like they are technically basically like almost American like their cultures and their ideologies they basically don't have anything to do with Japan anymore and then they just like the Americans like took them in like disregarding their background and all that yeah I I completely agree with you like they were they live in America like why are we taking them away just because of what happened from the real Japanese like from what happened in Pearl Harbor shouldn't have just taken them away like this fact just highlighted like the extent of injustice like you said like it was very unfair and these like citizens were stripped from their civil liberties like just because they were they had some Japanese ancestry doesn't mean they should be taken away right yeah Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, is there anything else that you found out that surprised you or shocked you or anything I honestly I think I was a little surprised about the Uyghur um, internment camps I think I wasn't really like as you know I didn't do as, as much research but I, I know I was like really shocked to learn about the involvement of global tech companies, like, you know, sort of in a way had a thing to do with these internment camps. Yeah. Cause like, you know, they did do some surveillance on it, but I don't have all the facts, so I can't really say anything about it. I just do know. Yeah. You know, talking about it, like there's no really primary source or like an exact thing that states like what's happening with the Uyghur intimate camps right yeah it's all just like um people's assumptions or like Mm -hmm. yeah there's not like specific facts and then all like different sources like media sources they have different opinions and they they're like it's really polarized so it's hard to say like which side that you should really trust or like which is right or which is wrong yeah but like um after like doing research and then like getting to know more about the situations of like internment camps it really makes me appreciate more about what we have right now like because like the people who were in internment camps, they were all like something in common I found that they're all 
Asian, like one is like Japanese and the other is like yeah. uh, Chinese. And then um as a Ch- Chinese, I guess, I guess as an Asian, um it ma- really makes me appreciate like the environment we have right now, like because right now we're not in like a war zone anymore. Like I'm just like grateful for this time of peace that we have and that we can live in a world where um we can live in an environment where people don't care that much about race and they won't discriminate you or like just like they won't discriminate you for your skin color or like um all that yeah so that's something that I really appreciate. What about you? I, honestly, I I just appreciate like yeah, I, I I completely agree with you. I appreciate how comfortable we are and how like you know how you know special it is for us. Like we are very comfortable and we're just I don't know the right word for it. We were we're just. I don't really know how to say it, man. It's just made me appreciate my family more, you know? Like, I get to be with my family. And the Japanese internment camps, they couldn't stay with their families, just like the Uyghur camps. Some were separated. And, you know, I would, I, I really love my family. And if I were ever, like, to be separated from them, I would, I would die. Like, I've lived with them my whole life. They have been by my side, like, 24-7. It's not a time where, like, you know, I'm never with my family. So it just made me appreciate my family and, like, just, yeah. Yeah. And, like, sometimes I'm just, like, really grateful because of, like, we're just, like, born into a family like this. It's not like we had a choice. It's not like the people who were in internment, they had the choice of, like, being born Japanese or being born um oh waiver like it's all like just what it's just pure luck I guess so like and like um also we're like in this like really safe community and even Mm -hmm. today like um like we're not in war but then there are still places where people have to face like racism and I don't know being locked up just because of their like ethnicities and I think um we're really lucky that we're not in like a situation like that like we're in like international schools like I'm in SAS and you're in TAS and then like all this people here like they're all really um how do I say um open-minded and Mm -hmm. they're all like um kind to each other so yeah Yeah. you know talking about school you know I think I'm starting to appreciate our school and we have an education like you know, in the internment camps, you know, they, they had no education. They were just, you know, stuck in this camp. They could only survive with each other. And, like, in school, like, I could do whatever I want. I'm, I'm learning. I can learn stuff. 
I can be with my friends and they couldn't. So I'm starting to appreciate school, believe it or not. And like just talking about education, like I'm just I appreciate it so much to the fact like the fact that we learned about how to be open minded, not to judge someone by the skin color or whatever. Our school is so diverse, and I'm, I think is, your school is pretty diverse, right? Yeah. In a way. Yeah, so everyone has their background, and we don't judge each other. Everyone's, like, sort of, we could be friends with each other. But unlike, you know, the Japanese internment camps, they, they had to be up, sheltered in one place, and they couldn't have, you know, outside oh. communications, which is, like, really sad. Like, yeah. Yeah, and even like, after, like, they re- they're released from the internment camps, like, the Japanese in uh, the U.S., like, they are still being discriminated. Like, even though it's no longer, like, war and they are technically free, but there's still, like, this wall between them and then they are still, like, being discriminated. So, yeah, that's something that is, like, really sad. We definitely, like... I've heard so many stories, like, you know, even online, if you go on Instagram, social media, whatever social media you go on, you can still see, like, you know, they, even though they were free from, like, all the threats and, like, you know, not threats, like, they they, they had nothing, they, they had nothing to do with it, but, like, they were still being discriminated, they were called names, they were, like, just laughed at, and they were, like, just shunned, and it's, it's really sad. And, like, we know so much of, like, we actually don't know that much about it. And, like, what do you think, why do you think we didn't know about it? Um, that's a great question because, um, I've only heard about the, like, Xinjiang burger, um, thing, like, a couple months ago when it got, like, really serious and then, it was on the news and then for the Japanese internment camp we also only briefly learned about it in like history class and it was like not really um well spoken or like people don't really talk about it that much I think it's one reason is because like it's like something that is shameful for people to admit that it's something that has actually happened in the history and um so people just like don't want to mention it like but it but I think it's like a something important that we have to know about so that it doesn't happen in the future yeah I in my in my opinion, I, I agree with you. Like we made a mistake and I, I think that's why we don't wanna you know, put it on our textbook and stuff. We don't even have a textbook for Asian history. And like think about this. We our our schools literally have the word American in it, you know, Shanghai American school, Thai Taipei American school. We literally have American in it. So we don't wanna, you know, say, Oh, we made this mistake, you know. We were, you know, we treated the Japanese Americans in a terrible way and I don't think we want to admit it and like I honestly I I barely learned it in Asian history like literally it was Asian history and I still didn't learn it I only learned a a little bit of it because of my American history teacher uh, Mr. Chambrella he told us because he used to live in Japan and he taught in Japan 
Oh. Like everyone in Japan would like teach, like every school in Japan would teach this part of history. But in the American schools, they do not teach this. And I was just like, what? And like, did your teacher ever like, you know, teach you about okay, now this? Now that you um, we like you brought this up, I um just thought of like a funny story because my teacher, my Asian history teacher, was actually he's a white male so he's like the oh. times when we're talking about a certain topic he's like i'm not gonna get involved because i don't want to get in trouble <laughs> <laughs> yeah because my, my, my asian history teacher was missing claire she, she's white as well and there was a bunch of like seminars like debates in classes and she'd be like oh maybe let's not talk about this topic you know maybe let's move on from this topic when we're talking about you know like those the the mistakes uh uh United States made it's it's really funny and like yeah yeah it's kind of funny <laughs> and um but I feel like even though like it's not like being talked about a lot I still think it's important for people to like have knowledge and know what's going on and um so we can like be more aware of like what has happened in the history and then to make sure that the same thing doesn't repeat again yeah that's that's very important to know about this topic so like just we don't want this to happen again like this happens again god knows what as the world is slowly changing you know we're slowly more you know comfortable with different races and stuff imagine if this happened again i i completely agree with you and like i think it's important to know that we made a mistake, like, United States, Americans, we Americans, like, did make an, a mistake, and we wrongfully, you know, locked these Japanese Americans that were literally Americans as well, just like us, but they were just, they just had an Asian ethnicity, and it's really unfair, and we should not, like, what we gained from this experience is that we should never let it happen again, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, how do you think, uh, this conversation has changed, like your perception of what it means to be an Asian? I think, as an Asian, my perception sort of changed in a way. Like, I think I should be proud to be an Asian to like to know that, like, as an Asian, as a fellow Asian, like Japan went like Japanese people like they went through a lot of stuff like being locked up in these internment camps and we should you know just be proud of who we are and not be afraid to stand up to like stuff like this and yeah we should be proud to be asian what do you think i agree because um i think um back then like asians were being seen as like those inferior group of people mm -hmm. and like it's a it was a really like white supremacy world and I think um now um everything has changed and we should be more like proud of being who we are and like nobody should be put into internment camps and like we're just like all equal yeah mm -hmm. 
like we shouldn't be you know afraid to be asian and just stand up for ourselves right yeah for real i completely agree yeah like um so we, we had so much knowledge about this right like what do we do with it what do you, what do you think you're gonna do with this knowledge that we learned from our research and stuff um i think it's important to like keep in mind that um I'm actually not sure. <laughs> do you want to answer this question <laughs> okay yeah do you want me to answer okay so like i think with this knowledge i want to try to educate my friends because a lot of them took you know non American history classes this year they did um I think what was it called oh I, I don't even know what class they took and I know I just know they, they have no idea about these Japanese internment camps when I asked one of my friends to help me with my research they were like huh there was a Japanese internment camp and I was like what are you talking about so I'm gonna try to educate them with my knowledge it's like just like my history teacher Mr. Chambrilla did he taught us about these Japanese internment camps and he told us how unfair it was, how unjust and how we need to stand up to like stuff that happened like this and then how unfair the treatment were. I just want to share this knowledge. So whoever like says like, you know, Americans were like always is, is the best and whatever, like we need to teach them about what we did wrong and how we need to change. Yeah. I totally agree. Mm -hmm. But I feel like um because I'm in like China, so I my it's it might be okay to talk about this with like family and some of your close friends, but um I don't think I would be like spreading this or like advocate it on social media or anything like that. Like mm -hmm. Because, like, there are examples in the past where, like, celebrities, they advocated for, like, the Xinjiang Uyghurs, and then their account just got locked, so. Oh, yeah, that it, it is sort of a sensitive topic. And honestly, I agree with you. I would not be spreading stuff on social media because, like, I don't really think we have a sort of a right because we don't have a perfect understanding of it, sort of. Like you said, like, there's different perspectives of stuff and the media is sort of like, you know, always changes stuff. So yeah, I wouldn't like, you know, completely like write stuff on social media. I think I would just, yeah, I would definitely tell my family as well. And just some friends in school. And like, I just hope my friends that I talk to would talk to other friends and maybe everyone would sort of in a way know about stuff that happened. Like I do know, um, Uyghurs were um, a sense, sort of a sensitive topic in China, right? Like, yeah. Yeah, so, like, we also have to, you know, watch out about what we're spreading and stuff, right? Would you agree? Yeah, because mm -hmm. there is, like, it's got really polarized ideas, and then there's, like, people who are, like, certain that this mm -hmm. thing happened, and there's also people who's, like, no, this never really happened. And I went to, like, Xinjiang, like, once for one summer, like, a couple of years ago. 
and it really didn't seem like something like that is going on so um yeah i think it's we shouldn't just like trust what social media is like saying it's important to like stay with the facts that you know so how was xinjiang it was yeah it was really fun like um because before covid every holiday and breaks we would like go out to different countries and Mm -hmm. travel but then since covid we haven't been able to travel outside of the country so it was actually like first time that we traveled within the country and Mm -hmm. it was nice to like see how like traveling within china can actually be i think that that is a great thing that you brought it up that like how you literally went to Xinjiang you couldn't really see anything even though like social media was blasting stuff about how stuff were happening and stuff but you were literally like there like you saw what was happening there wasn't as much going on so I think we shouldn't just you know right away just follow whatever social media does like it's a trend you know I personally think like some celebrities probably don't even care about what's going on they just want to like embrace the fact and gain clout you know what I mean like they don't really have someone to telling them like the real primary like facts that are going on so yeah I think that's something we all need to think about you know before we spread information do we have all the facts yeah Yeah. okay Mm -hmm.